Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets, interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Monop. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, I am still not shooting (laughs) our show. Uh, We have pushed again, which I don't know. I, I mean, up until Veep, I don't think I worked on a show that pushed. Like it was like unheard of. Oh, you push something must be really wrong. But I think the bar is set so high now for our industry and the creative um, to entertain that, you know, you want everything right. And so when they need more time for, not sets because we never get more time, um, for makeup or hair or prosthetics or, you know, anything, writing, you know, they if you have good producers you push and you make sure everything's right and uh, hopefully the studio backs you and I believe that's the situation we're in now so that everything will be right. What isn't right is, um, you know, they pushed but they let everyone go because they took it as a hiatus but kind of not done. (laughs) So it's been very stressful uh, in the past week with my crew and not just my department of, you know, halting work again, and, you know, you understand budgeting and everything, but it really breaks up our momentum, and um, you're dropping everything, and for me, re-tagging, re-selecting, re-re-re-re-re again and again (laughs) on a show that I started in January, so, (laughs) yeah, I cannot wait to shoot, uh, just to get these sets off my list, it's really... When you want to want to check something off, it's uh, this is rough. So hopefully we will start shooting in another two weeks. Um, So, yeah, but in the time off, it did give me a little uh, personal time with the babies. And of course, uh, I can't sit still. We were looking for a house and found one and now we're going to be moving. And so that's great. What's good for you is that I'll have uh, a room like an office for podcasting, which will be nice. So maybe you won't hear babies crying. You certainly won't hear my neighbor's car. I'm apologizing uh, in advance for this episode where you do hear some babies and you do hear some revving up of uh, some hot rods. So sorry about that. So what's Wana been watching? As I said, I've been a little busy trying to find a house, but I've really been watching a lot of The Office really just zooming through watching The Office again. It's so funny. There's so many little tidbits. And the way, you know, when they look to the camera, it really, like, accentuates the joke. And I am just such a fan of The Office. I don't know. I'm not really a fan after Michael leaves. But, yeah. Uh, Yeah, we're watching that. I started to rewatch 30 Rock again, which I loved. The first time I watched it when it aired, it really didn't keep me. 
didn't, uh, I got like six episodes in and I was like, eh, I'm all right. I did see a fantastic documentary on Prime called Closer Than We Think, Radenball. Um, he was a artist, an illustrator. I forget his first name. Rad, uh, Radenball? Uh, yeah. Um, from predicting the future in his designs like car design and farming and plastic surgery and literally like the eye watch like his illustrations from the mid 50s predict all of these things it's incredible that he was able to like zone in on these things his drawings were in a weekly edition of uh closer than you think um, the illustrations are gorgeous, and I am sure that the Jetsons stole from this guy because they were post-war comics that he was drawing in 1958, I think, and the Jetsons were after that. So just amazing documentary of his work. They also show a lot of Sid Mead's work, who worked on Blade Runner, Aliens, Tron. Really interesting and, and, and such inspirational drawings and color and, yeah, I would rewatch that. So again, closer than we think. I think his name is John. John Redden? I don't know. And a sad little story about him too. So yeah, that was good. On this episode, I speak with production designer, creator of art departmental, Rose Lagace. We spoke in mid-August and we were both starting back to work at the time. Um, we start to talk about her show, the Baroness Von Sketch show, which is incredibly funny if you haven't checked it out. Uh, it's dark. It's my kind of show. Uh, humor, really good. We get into talking about the ebb and flow of the work in Canada in the past decades. And um, we really reminisce about some of the tricks that we use to get into this business. Uh, her work on designing shorts which is something I haven't talked to a lot of people about, like designing shorts. It's really interesting. Um, she's won awards for her work in like Patient, Close Your Eyes, Suffer, Plus One, and she has so many more short credits. And then we get into how she came up with the successful Hollywood Art Department Insider website, Art Departmental. Incredible how she is able to juggle work, keeping up with the site, interviewing designers and decorators, kind of sounds like someone I know. <laughs> but yeah, I hope you enjoy. I feel like it's harder. I got to get back into it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like the worst point to like leave and then come back. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything dressed. You don't have everything in there. You are starting season five or four? No, season two of a show oh. called Tall Boys. Oh, Tall Boys. I thought you were doing yeah. the uh, Baroness. Uh, Baroness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I no, thought that's that what one is airing and then they're done. Like they, uh, season five is airing and then they're, they're, they called it quits or whatever but uh yeah tall boys season two and uh it's another sketch show and it's it's fun yeah. <laughs> yeah 
Well, I watched a bunch of clips of the Baroness one because I was like, oh, oh. I can get into this. I'm going to get into this. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, funny. No, I... And that yeah. was like a lot of location work, right? Did you have many? Yeah. Well, it was um, a very strange thing because, yeah, the first half we did almost all location. Um, and then I think we did a few locations on the second half because they break it into two halves and then like block one, block two. Mm. And then um, we did... Uh, I think after we got out of, we did a bunch of stuff in a museum and then we got out of there and then it was all, we had like this strange office in which we just turned everything in our offices into spaces. So we did build (laughs) in our office because we did studio because the other thing is like in Toronto and like in other, lots of other cities right now, there's just a lack of studio space. Mm. And so we couldn't get studio space. And so we were building in our like various luckily the building was almost all empty from like other businesses it was like um yeah like a tall office building that yeah quite as skyscraper. anyway and then so the, there was a lot of businesses empty had that evacuated because they're going to tear the building down mm-hmm. so we were able to take over like so many spaces and just build in them and uh yeah so some of it was a build some of it was location in but almost all of our block two was like full dresses and and uh the builds oh wow, oh, wow. which was crazy <laughs> it's, i mean that's a lot in one show <laughs> oh yeah well it was like show. i think my initial set list was like 215 or something and then we got it down and we reused some locations and just redressed it slightly and like still like it was it was definitely wild like it was the most amount of decisions i've ever had to make every day like i it was it's wild. <laughs> don't you get like, home? Don't you get home and you're like, I don't care what I eat for dinner. Just somebody give me. I don't want to make another decision. Oh yeah. I don't yeah, care. Well, Just somebody feed me. I, I had to get my crew to remind me to eat, like to eat, yeah. because otherwise that was like the last thing I was thinking about. It was just like I was picking like five paint colors in the morning another like I, I was just I had to make every decision so quickly on every set and then sometimes you you know you'd be like oh that was a bad decision <laughs> but yeah, you don't no, have any to rethink it uh but like I remember picking a color of green and then being like oh that's way more rich than I was thinking <laughs> well so, okay. now you know it is what it is <laughs> you, <laughs> you know. you're always gonna remember that that shade <laughs> yeah oh totally I'm like keeping away from it I'm like wow but yeah there was all kinds of like little things where it was like you know you do the best you can with the time you have and yeah. and there were some sets I truly cared about and then there was others where I was like this is gonna be okay like it's just it it is what it is it's on second for a minute because yeah these, these sketches are short oh my god they're so short that's what I was like oh it's jump it jumps it jumps it jumps like yeah. it just keeps going yeah that's why they had like Originally, I think my script, like the scripts that I got, it was like 192 sketches or something like that, which is why my set list was crazy. But usually the good thing was that they didn't jump around to another location within the sketch. There was a few that jumped around to other locations within Mm. one sketch, but that was rare. Uh, But yeah, we were still like 190 something sketches. And then that got knocked down to, I think, 165, maybe something like that. yeah. Well, did you, when you, I find when you work on something like that, you have to like it. Like if you don't oh, well, like the, the show, it's hell. Oh, totally. It's hell. Well, like, cause I was obsessed with the show beforehand. Oh, like, nice. Cause I, 
I love the show. And that's why I went, even getting the interview for it, I was like, well, even if I don't get it, I got to like sit down with the ladies and just have a nice time, you yeah. know, <laughs> like, and, uh, and then uh, I was so happy I got hired. Uh, and, but yeah, it was like, I really re- respected what they were doing. And, and I love, I love the show. Like, I think it's a great show. It looks like uh, a fun yeah. bunch of women who are oh, writing, yeah. creating and starring and like, yeah, they're doing it all. Well, and they're, um, they really uh, walk the walk when it comes to what they're doing. Like, I really appreciated some of the stuff. Uh, like, I mean, obviously it's a feminist sketch show, I guess you could call it. I don't know. Uh, but it's, um, you know, there was little things where it was like, we've never, ever worked a weekend. We, uh, oh. we didn't do night shoots. Um, but that wasn't because it, it wasn't for any logistical reason. Like, well, it was more that the women were like, no, I'm going to spend time with my kids. That's my kid's time. And you're not going to take it. Boundaries. And it was like, yeah, it was like. <laughs> Logical boundaries. They were really like strong. <laughs> I was like, you know, it did make like, it was like, oh, it'd be great to have this location on a Saturday. But it like, it doesn't. But then it kind of screws with all of our weekends too. And, it, you know, it's oh, like, yeah. why, you know, why do it? So, but yeah, I mean, I just really appreciated that oftentimes they were like as strong as yeah as the show is like you know what I mean like that's great. the vibe of the yeah they are who they say they are that's great being like logical and not yeah. putting this silly little world <laughs> above it all because yeah I yeah. I mean I don't know I, I've spoken to a couple of people just getting back to work and it's like what are we doing like what do we do yeah like you really I don't know I, know. I question like I, I built fake world like or I dress yep. fake worlds and like who care and then it's gone. It's not anything. Yeah. I mean it's on TV whatever. Our our work does live on in a sense, which yeah. is nice. But other than that it's like hmm, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. No, I totally It's been interesting trying to crew because yeah, like there was people that I I would normally go to and they'd be like, "Yeah, I'm not going to work." And I was yeah. like, "Oh." I was like, "Okay." Uh and then they were like either disenfranchised yeah. like just like not feeling it or uh like for very good reason they have immunocompromised people at home or whatever and I was just like yeah cool but yeah it's been very different it's like people are you know we're getting swamped now there's lots of work now and then uh so there's not a lot of crew base but then you're also diminishing the crew base by like you know there's very good reasons why people yeah people don't want to go to work and it's yeah. like people just aren't feeling like their work matters sometimes and but I mean I do think that you know there is an impact of what we do uh and certainly like I think being home as long as we were like I was you know binging movies and everything I know just be sane I know it, <laughs> you know? it really did I I watched a shit ton of everything so yeah yeah I don't know what I would do without the content that was there to be entertained yeah. to laugh like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people just went to comedies trying to, like, or, or discovering yeah. things they wouldn't have before because of, like, well, I got the yeah. time now. Like, let me do this, which I think is great for all television because you get and you're like, oh, I watch this, 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 and yeah. this. And then you're like, oh, I've, well, there's rerun. I don't know. Maybe I'll try this. And there's just yeah. endless amounts of <laughs> channels or streaming. Yeah. And, it's crazy. Yeah. Is has it picked well, I, up a lot in the last couple of years? Yeah. 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 It's a sorry, has it picked up? Like in Can- like for for content yeah. for streaming and like your networks and everything. Yeah, and... I mean, well, I mean we had like 
Toronto's it's been weird like we we were busy until about 2003 then we had SARS hit and then we got we finally had some people back well you know and it actually started slowing down in 2001 after 9-11 but then it, you know it was like we had this slow slow decrease to almost nothing because of various strikes around the 2007 mark and then yeah. 2010 it started coming back mm. and so it's been low climb since 2010 to the point where yeah everything is busy every year like so so like we have like no studio space left and we're building studio space constantly which is great but yeah it's like it's busy now and it's uh and it's been busy the last few years it really just kind of exploded um because of the the streaming boom and all that yeah Um, yeah largely Mm -hmm. uh because i think there's just so much content to be shot and yeah like it i mean in 2010, it was more the, uh, like 2010 to maybe 2017, it was probably more the, uh, we had big, we had like a couple temple, like a big feature, you know, like Total Recall or Crimson Peak or whatever, we'd have that. Right. But then we would have like more like NBC Universal type shows like uh, Suits or Covert Affairs or right. things like that. Uh, yeah, Suits was and- there for a long time. Pardon? Suits was there oh, for Oh, Suits, long- yeah, they, they, I think they just, are they finishing now or they finished last season but yeah they like they were there for a long time um and yeah like i remember seeing megan markle in the hallway and it was just like that's crazy oh, now she's important she's super important that's so, crazy anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i she's crazy i don't i don't get yeah. it i got a whole yeah. plot i got a whole <laughs> theory about all of that so i don't i'm like yeah. that's a different episode <laughs> That's a happy but, hour episode. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, and uh, so it kind of built back with those shows, like Warehouse 13 was one. I remember that they were, like, testing us to see if we could handle it and handle, you know, TV series of that nature. And then, uh, yeah, and then it's just grown since there. Like, Guillermo del Toro now shoots pretty much everything here. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's been good. Like, it, you know, there's no, no shortage of work. It's been interesting because, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, now it's about recruiting and training people yeah. correctly. And, correctly, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and just making sure, because, like, people are going to move up quick when you have a, there's no scarcity. So a scarcity builds training. Like, people want to learn how to do the job really well and, and great when, when because, you know, there's competition in the work, right? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, that being said, like, there's so many great people uh, working. Um, and I, you know, I have no issue that, but we got to make sure that because we are so busy, we've really got to, you know, uh, recruit the right people and train them up correctly. Like just, you oh, know, yeah. get them, them knowing how we do this uh, the right way. It's with, with the, I would say the boom, like the last two years of more, more, more shows and not really movies, but more, just more shows of, um, there's so many people I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, that, like, even in Toronto, yeah, I'm feeling yeah. that, like, you're like, hey, so hi, many. and they're like, hi, and you're like, oh, you don't, all right, you don't want to be friends, cool, like, <laughs> like yeah. oh, you're busy, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. um, and then, like, I go around, and then I look at their tag, and I'm like, oh, all right, so you're on that, okay, I never, I mean, I don't, obviously, I don't know everyone, you don't know, yeah. but then yeah. you're kind of like, oh, hey, what's up, I, like, there's just so many new people in the aisles, as, as, like, feel like that lately it's 
like who are you and then are like you're saying like I, I'm all for everybody like getting in the union and like moving up like if you can do you can do it like that's yeah. awesome because we need it that's great but yeah the learning pro- properly and and just even some of the um, protocols like yeah. is, is anyone cluing you in like helpfully not as like a jerk but like is, are yeah. they helping you out like hey you should do this before that or here's her, you know, yeah. learning how to budget and shit like that. Like, is I hope yeah. that you're getting that. I hope someone's taking you under their wing, as someone did with me. So, oh, yeah. 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 No, I know. I Like, I definitely feel that. It's like, I even, like, I remember, like, the last few years, even, like, every January, I get, you know, a flock of emails to, like, meet up for coffee or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, because of where we're at, I feel like... Um, yeah, I'm very much on to, on board with that. Like I try to, to make time available because otherwise it's like, how are they going to find out to do it correctly? Yeah. Or, or yeah. like, like what, what's the next step for you? Like know the difference between, you know, all the departments and know, well, what is your goals? Because sometimes, you know, they say, well, I want to be, like, I want to get into the art department. And I'm like, okay, so like, what are you really interested in? Really what they're interested in is prop building. And, you right. know, and you have to get the, the, like closer to that. And then like, you know, just guiding them where they, where they need to go if they want to achieve certain goals or like really be happy because you don't want to, you want to do the thing that's actually going to make you happy. Yeah. You know, because otherwise you could be stuck in an office doing AutoCAD drawings or, or yeah. like, you know, yeah. and, and you're just miserable because you thought it was leading somewhere else. Yeah, um, it is. There's so it, many, yeah. there's so many positions that you don't, yeah. they don't, uh, someone just coming into the business doesn't, I didn't know. I had no idea there was a set designer and I just thought the designer yeah. did everything and, or like, these are the people that helped them. Like, or, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I didn't know there was specific, this is what you do. This is your, this is your lane. Yeah. It's, it's so like, you know, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if it's harder now to get in because you're thrown into so much so quickly, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Or like, Oh, it took me years. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, I had the, the like art department coordinator, like I was looking with yours, like you had the steps of like working yeah. through positions. And I feel that's invaluable, invaluable because you learn what every position does. And then, then you, yes. as you grow, you know, oh, they do that. And that's how I'm, who I'm going to ask to do that or go to. But when you just like, I'm a, I'm a production designer, I'm a decorator. It's like, oh well, did you know yeah. like what an art department coordinator does or? Yeah. I, well, totally. It's... Like, I, I, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's just, it's, it, you learn a lot by when, when you're working under other people, particularly experienced people, and uh, you'll take on certain things and, you know, you maybe you'll discard other things, but uh, I feel like, it's so necessary. Like I, there's so many things I've picked up along the way from other yeah. people I worked for. Yeah. Uh, even, even just like, not even people above me, but like, it's like, Oh, well, like I, you know, sometimes I'll like look at what my art trainee is doing or like my RPA is doing. And I'm like, Oh, she's so much better than I was when I was, <laughs> when I was doing it. I was like, Oh, look how great she is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Look how creative. I, I'm stuck in these color palettes over here and she's, you know, doing the yeah. world. It's like, <laughs> Well, like, or like she's a, like a better common sense thinker than I am or like, you know, or she'll make like, 
she just gets to the next step so easily. And I, you know, you pick up little things from different people along Absolutely. the way and the more you work. And, and uh, you know, that's what I appreciate about business is that, you know, we aren't working with the same 10 people for 15 years or whatever, you know, like no, we move around, um, we learn from different people. It's, it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of great. It really is. Yeah. I mean, in, in a creative sense of being a, you know, being able to work with all of these different people. Some people are dicks, but <laughs> for the yeah. most part, everybody's cool in some way. And, yeah. you know, yeah, you just don't work with them again. But, yeah. Yeah. So did you always want to work in, like, art department or film or? Um, like, I wanted to be, well, what, like, I, I mean, I wanted to get into film pretty early. Like, I wanted to get into film when I was, like, 13. But I wanted to be a director uh, or like a writer director. Like I thought I would be like, uh, I don't know, like Woody Allen or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, and uh, yeah. And then I, when I was applying at the end of high school, um, the applications were, were very specific and they were wanting, well, what's your dream ideas and all this. And I was like, oh my God. Like, it was like the first time I realized <laughs> I was like a 17 year old girl with no ex- life experience. <laughs> wow. I was like, what am I, right. I, I know kind of what I want to make movies about, but I have no life experience. And so when I went to college, I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm gonna just going to learn about the world. <laughs> and like, and then I'll go to like film school after that. And so I took um, like a general arts and science, like a, and it had like, right. I was able to take a little bit of everything. Uh, I took a lot of history. I took a lot of philosophy. I took, it ended up that being that I took mostly um, art theory, oh, yeah. which turned out really great. And, uh, but, and I, I took some kind of creative writing course too. And so, and some, a lot of film theory courses as well. And that, uh, that opened my eyes. And then I, you know, I applied again uh, to film school and then I decided um, not to go. <laughs> I, I just was like by the time you get your answer and you're like I was like I'm so fed up with school now I don't want to go back so like because I, I was like well that's gonna be another four years of my life why, why what am I doing so then I just I, you know I was reading some book about um how different filmmakers got into the industry or whatever and at the time and some people were like well sometimes you just need to jump in and, and you know be a PA or whatever and I was like I'll try that if it doesn't work I'll go back to school yeah and it's like nobody had told me because I was coming in from like a small town like I didn't grow up in the city um uh, I shouldn't say small town it was like a city but it was like a small city but anyway nice. it was um and you know nobody knew how to get into film I grew up like just outside Niagara Falls but it was oh, like okay. a smaller city outside Niagara Falls um and nobody I had no advice and so when I came, you I didn't just have saw, like oh, someone like, oh yeah, he works as, you know, a lighting guy. And like, there's yeah. No, yeah. Like everyone I told I wanted to get into film was like, good luck. You like, you're crazy. You know, right. and we were like, yeah, okay. You'll be back here. and You'll be applying as a nurse, like to some, you know, hospital right. or something. Like that was like generally the feeling. And then, so I was just, I remember though, I was visiting my sister at um, York university in Toronto and she decided to move here um and so I, I would visit her regularly in toronto and we went to a spike lee talk downtown and he was he was so great in that like 
he said all the things I needed to hear at the time. Oh, he that's said, awesome. It was like four students and it was, it, it was a talk that basically said, and he says this a lot. Um, I realize now, um, but he said something about your parents while they, they want, they think they know what's right for you. They think they know what's best for you. Um, they're trying, they will always try to take the easy route with you because they want you to be successful, but they want you to, um, they don't want you to struggle. Right. And, but to get to greatness, you're going to have to struggle. You're going to have to eat SpaghettiOs. Yeah. You're going to have to, those yeah. Mr. Noodles for a few years, you know, like, I don't well, know that's great advice. <laughs> that's really great advice, really. Yeah, and it was great because it was exactly what I I needed a little push. I needed someone to tell me, no, like, yes, you're going to struggle. Of course you're going to struggle. And that's the point because that's, like, what ambition and perseverance yeah. and all that is oh, about. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, and then I just – I remember walking out of there, and we went – I went for a long walk with my sister. We ended up in, like, Little Italy, which is really beautiful in Toronto. Uh, and, and I remember thinking, and I, we, we ended up walking past this video store and this is the time of like blockbuster and you know, all of that. And I remember there was this like more mom and pop style video store and it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. It was like, I mean, being obsessed with film, I was like, I walked into this video store. Um, I think, uh, for any Canadians listening, it was, it was like Queen street video or something. Uh, but the college <laughs> street version. And I remember walking in there and I was like, Oh my God, they have every movie I can't find anywhere. <laughs> oh my god gold mine like, gold mine yeah it was like a gold. i was like oh this is like mecca so i'm just like okay this is where i'm moving give me I my membership to... card <laughs> give me my yeah I was sign like, me up okay what's the street and i wrote it down because this is like pre uh, pre you know smartphone this yeah. is like uh, you know all of it and i wrote it down on a piece of paper where i was and and then um i went home and i told my parents i'm moving to toronto i'm getting into film i'm gonna live in little italy and this is happening, and that was it. And I was like, as soon as I graduate, and then I graduated, and then I moved that August, and not knowing even a, like having the like a clue on how to get into film. Yep. And then yeah, and then I just looked at Cra on Craigslist. I was looking on Craigslist already just to find an apartment, and I saw like there was like job postings for like film and TV, and then I looked in there and I was like oh okay maybe this is how you do it so yeah. like you know which you're is lucky like, you get killed <laughs> especially now um back then like there was still but like, i some, did it like, i feel like i did the same like i just looked up i think yeah. here it was called mandy they had like a film thing but i just looked up I, like i found out about mandy later yeah so. hollywood reporter yeah. i would just look in the back of that of like all the productions starting up like yeah no one oh, yeah, yeah no one really told me or my friends how to do it either I don't know how yeah so when you moved <laughs> and you're looking for an apartment and you're looking for a job at the same time which came first <laughs> well actually well it was so uh like I I saved up I was working at a convenience store back home for, like for all of college and I saved up uh like it was very like Kevin Smith clerks like it was nice. just very uh, <laughs> just like living that life and then uh my boss um knew I wanted to move to Toronto and he had some buddies who worked at a convenience store in Toronto and he he was like I'm gonna call them up and see if they'll let you work the morning shift over there and I was like okay <laughs> like in Toronto, it's very but yeah so I worked at a so he got me a job uh because I remember he, they let me start 
Yeah. So I, well, I found my apartment on Craigslist in Little Italy and then, which was the worst apartment actually. <laughs> it's just the worst basement apartment ever. Cause I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> or like, look, like knowing to ask certain questions and it was just like, Oh, I'll wow, take it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll take it. It's in the right street area. <laughs> yeah. So, close to that video and then, um, yeah, I was lucky my boss in well in Ontario got me uh, a job in Toronto uh, at like, uh, St. Clair and Young, which was like a really nice area. It was like, you know, a, a happening area uh, for that time. And like people like, I mean, these, I don't know if this will resonate with, with people in, uh, in states. Uh, I know you guys don't even call it states, right? In the US. I don't know. Okay. But um, uh, people like Gordon Lightfoot, who's like a very, oh, yeah. like a Canadian singer. Yeah. And then um, like Adam McGowan, who's a Canadian, famous Canadian director and, uh, you know, Mark McKinney from Kids in the Hall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, so we had, like, lots of people coming in mm. and out, and, you know, I didn't bother them. I didn't, but I was like, I was like, okay, I feel like maybe I'm in the right place. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing famous people. I got them. Yeah, and then I, I, like, I would just ask around, like, how do you get into film in, in town or whatever? And, yeah, and then people would, like, tell me about Mandy and, and uh, like, there was one other website I can't remember the name of. But, um, yeah, and then I would just start looking there. So I worked at the convenience store for maybe six months, <laughs> something like that, but while I was figuring it out. I was, like, and I remember, but those were really depressing six months because I remember, like, <laughs> I didn't start the job. Like, I, like, I moved, and then I, I arranged to not – started working until mid-September because I wanted to go to TIFF, uh, Toronto oh, International yeah. Film Festival, because I'd already started going when I lived back home. And I, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do the film festival. I'm going to meet people. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know how to meet people, but you know, and then, uh, and then I, I mean, I met a few people. Actually, <laughs> one of the people I met who was, because I decided to volunteer for the festival. And one of the people I met who was also volunteering and trying to get it in movies, he taught me a lot and we still work together now. Because he's a first AD. See now. that? And, you know, so you never know where you're going to meet people, honestly. No. You just have to tell people point blank, like, this is this is where I'm at. This is, you know, what I'm looking to do. And oftentimes people will give you advice. Is Some advice is better than others. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Um, I know that someone yeah. had told me in the beginning, like, you should have business cards just so, like, when you meet people, you can give them their number and right. everything. So I had business cards made, like, the first, like, couple months I was out here. And I was like, Kimberly Wanna, production designer. Like, yeah. what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I still have yeah. them because I have a, probably a thousand of them. You know what I mean? Like, and I look right. at them and I'm like, what a dick. You just went right for it. You didn't even know. Like, I was just like, no, that's what I want to be at the time. Yeah. That's what I'm going to put on there. That's what I'm secreting it, right. really. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got it. You got to meet people. You got to. You gotta, you know, introduce yourself and get, make friends yeah. because you never know who's standing beside you and, and look, you're still friends yeah. with that person like years later. It, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like funny when we saw each other on set one day and, you know, we were both entry level, you know, at the time, but like I knew him at least. And so, you know, I could talk to him yeah. and, and, and see where he was at and see where, you know, what is he doing to get to move forward and all this. And, and that was really helpful to have people like that that I met along the way not knowing anything. <laughs> were you were yeah. you able, did you PA as like just for production or did you work in the art department right away? Um, well, so my first job from Craigslist, 
was <laughs> it was a volunteer position um for a pa uh it was like a low budget like feature and yeah it was like a pa like a and I was driving actors and I was <laughs> Isn't the craziest thing. Cause yeah. I had a boyfriend at the time who was the same thing. And he was like, I'm yeah. driving this chick. Her name's Penelope Cruz. I go, never heard of her. He's like, and <laughs> picking her up like in his like neon, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a shitty car. And I'm just, and yeah. you think back and you're like, man, they just let anybody pick up these actors. It's so weird. <laughs> if they don't have a driver, yeah. you get a PA. Like that's great. Absolutely. It's so great. Yeah, I was like picking people up in my Ford Taurus, and yep. you know, and it was just like I'm thinking this car isn't just really crappy. Like, but but yeah, like I had to drive actors home when there was no one else to to drive them home or whatever. And then like I but I took joy in my in my position with craft uh, with craft because like I was like cutting up the gum and like making sure it was all good. Like I just nice. like you know I was like excited about presentation. Anyway, they they noticed my like detail and presentation and then like so every time set deck or like because it was non-union it was just like you know a little a tiny feature um they noticed that I like to make things pretty and they allowed me to work with set deck and props when I when there was like they needed hands or whatever and uh it ended up being that actually they're because it was non-union and they had a little, very little money, they had hired um, this guy to do set decorating that um, he was like a theater guy, but he was still, I don't know if he was still in school or he was doing some kind of other play. And it, was, it ended up being a constant conflict and there was some kind of problem on set. And so one day he just left early and um, there was still a set to be completed. <laughs> and so I just did it because they were like, like, will you help us? And I was like, absolutely. Like, I'm just like a nerd and like, I'm just going to do it. And I helped them and they liked it. Well, yeah. And then after that, I remember that experience. I was like, oh yeah, this is like where I'm more like interested in. I was like, so I started asking every question because I was just like, okay, well, what is this? Right. Like, what, like who creates sets? Like, wh- what do I need to learn? Where do I need to go? Like I asked and they, they answered actually, they were pretty great. So despite like it being this like nothing show, like like a low budget show, uh, non-union and I'm not even getting paid. Um, they you got paid in knowledge. Yeah, it was like a film school. It was like a very early like film school thing where they just every single question I had, like I was like, what's a best boy? What's a gaffer? Like, you know, because there's yeah. like all kinds of things I didn't know because I didn't go to film school. And they they walked me through it all. And they said, well, you're going to want to start applying for art PA jobs or start like non-union art PA jobs. And then like, you know, if you want to do try set dressing, try that for a little bit. And I did, I tried it. I tried everything, but you know, I still, in order to pay bills, I had to, um, I worked as a PA PA, like for a little bit on, um, I remember a reality, well, it wasn't exactly a reality show. It was like a, it's like a plastic surgery show where like they show <laughs> it getting done. Like I, and my boss was like, she was the director producer. Yeah, she was a director producer, and she she decided she was gonna get work done too. So, oh, so as like so that it would get <laughs> And so I remember just watching my boss have her face lifted off, and I was like, oh my god, this is horrifying. Oh my god! But I was like helping the 
you know, set up the second camera and like, you know, simply like the DP would just be like, just press that button. And it was like super easy work. But uh, yeah, I would be like, okay, just make sure it doesn't go, like, you don't, like, the camera doesn't, I don't know, like, there was just different things I had to pay attention to with white balance camera and all this. But it was, like, very simple show. While someone's having surgery? Oh, yeah. I would, like, have to just make sure that nothing happens with the cameras, like, we don't, like, battery power spine. I mean, I've heard a lot, I've talked to a lot of people, and it's like, man, did you ever think you were going to research, you know storming the beach in normandy like in this much detail or like anything like that but i never heard anybody be like yeah "Yeah." and then i went into surgery with my boss and (laughs) that was exactly it It was like the strangest experience ever and uh, and like she looked better did it work get shot up with botox i watched her get botox i watched uh, I watched a couple other girls that kind of came in get like a, a lift, like a rest lift. And, uh, you know, it was like, uh, this was like, uh, it was a paid gig. And I was like, okay, I guess if this is it, but it was very strange. And, and then there was another one that was more about exercise. She had two different shows. One was about plastic surgery and one was about exercise. She wasn't vain at all. <laughs> no, no, she wasn't vain. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll refrain from my thoughts yeah. <laughs> but but yeah I mean it was a very strange way to come up but I even on that like but I remember learned. meeting people like I, I met a couple people that I still work with today you know like every show you just pick up a couple more people that you know yeah. and then you feel less uncomfortable on the next show yeah because um, you're, you're and, just and gaining really the knowledge you're just gaining the knowledge and like you, like it, like only because I'm, I have your website open and your thing. Just being able to like move up and learn the positions, it's invaluable. Like whether you yeah. like that position yeah. or not, you still did it. Like I, you still do it and you learn it and then you move on. You're like, I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh totally. I was like, well, and I remember doing a commercial because I was looking for anything that was paid at the time because like volunteer culture was really big. Um, uh back then um it's not anymore but um I remember doing a commercial that was I was like okay well if it's paid I'm gonna do it and but it was like so outside my wheelhouse where I was like they wanted me to change the gels and like you know and I was just like I don't know how to do this and then they would show me but I was so like it just so was not for me and I was like I am not suited for this ever again I remember like putting my foot down with like I'm never doing that kind of thing again I'm not gonna work with the electrics or the you know and the, like I just it's so not me no. and then I you know and I I said like like put me in crafty sure like I you know uh by all means like help me like I'll help them like you know put up layout stuff whatever but um, on that commercial, they ended up just moving me over there because I was just so ill-suited for the other, to work with the guys. Um, yeah, but you know, I slowly but surely figured it out, like what it was that I was very good at and what I was really terrible at. And working <laughs> with lights and equipment and grip gear and like uh, that was so not for me. <laughs> like I was like able to just never take a position like that again. And you know, and then like I was able to get. Uh, like I still did some volunteer work with the Canadian Film Center. Mm. That was very, very helpful. I know that I guess like an equivalent is kind of working with the American Film Institute. Oh yeah, because they have yeah, volunteer but... gigs when you're just first coming up. Mm-hmm. You can like like RPA with on some of those little films. It's kind of like that. Um, so there's these short films that they make. They make five a year, and a lot of the people coming up 
who want to work in production design in general or, or set decoration or props, they'll come, they'll volunteer for those little shows. Mm. And then you'll, 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 it actually introduces you to so many people, including union people, because the point is for them. Uh, the Canadian Film Center is run by Norman Jewison. And oh, wow. it, uh, the whole point is to get union people working with non-union people so that they can find their next people to bring in. Well, that's such a great program. Yeah, and it's 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 a great, and I I recommend it to everybody who's really struggling when they first get out of film school because it was invaluable for me that even though you weren't getting paid, you were really meeting the right people. I would have never gotten into the union without it. Right. Um, and so I met uh, there was an art director now, and it's good because essentially, so the person that got me into the union was a uh, what we call a first assistant art director or set designer. Uh, in the union, but he was working as the production designer on these short. So he was getting experience to just be a production designer and on a short film. And he brought me on and he liked the way I worked and that I was like so gung-ho, like I was ready, you know, Um, I wanted to do all the things. (laughs) And he was like, you know what? Like, so he he brought me in as a a trainee um, on a show and then got me into the union, but like he, he got he found the people to reference like I needed three reference letters and he found that for me and and then the next year they were they felt like um yeah they they just put me in as a coordinator because I was better suited as that uh in that um on covert affairs and then um yeah and then you know I, I worked for uh, as an art coordinator a set tech coordinator um you've and done every position looks like like i yeah i did a little bit of everything yeah because i just try i wanted to learn everything and now it's like when i'm working with my set decorator and like and the set decorating team and and with props i I do know the like to a degree not the whole degree but i know enough to know what struggles they're going through and and sort of how to talk to them and And it's a respect uh, of the position that you know that you've done it in a sense or like i i have an idea of what this is going to take to get this done yeah like i i I remember doing onset props on a pilot and i it didn't even occur to me how difficult some directors are with certain props never (laughs) would yeah. never do props i would never be on set props. i was like i was like oh my god i never want to do this again like but it really gave me a lot of respect for the team on the floor um because we had to do this balloon gig thing that was really not a special effect but it was enough of a prop thing that it was under props and but it was like complicated I and mean, it was like you had to give the balloon strings to the actor in the right way and if they like and the actress kept messing it up and then it was just like <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is too much. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, but it was interesting. So I, I kept doing a lot of everything and, and then designing every chance I got. That, you, like, that was it. I mean, you have so many credits for designing shorts, which is like a, another vein in our yeah. world of like, I mean, yeah. you obviously like it. You get to do like th- like four or five a year. I mean, that's a lot yeah. of work. Well, like, so, well, also, IMDb is so weird about the way they, like, it depends on when, like, it I did depends when it comes like, out, I guess. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, because it true. comes out in a weird year, and then you're like, I didn't do that. I did that two years ago. Oh. <laughs> but uh, but mm-hmm. anyhow, but yeah, no, it, it definitely, like, I did a lot of them, and it was just to practice, like, practice uh, 
you know, while I learn from the bigger shows and then just keep practicing because the more, like I would, I would learn how to um, talk to people, how to deal with my departments, what I liked, what I didn't like, like layering on a set, like certainly with set deck, like it was just like, you know, you know, it was just all practice. And I loved, I, I actually really enjoyed doing shorts because with shorts generally, you know, it's kind of like sketches really, where yeah. it's like you get to um, sketches though on a TV series, it's just much more quick. But right. I mean, on a short, you, you might get, you know, two weeks to prep like at home, like you're probably like largely for free, but whatever. Like if you have the time and you're home, we're all work working for free and prep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so, so, you know, you're prepping at home and then, you know, you go in, but you're going to do one set, but you're probably going to do that set really well. Right. And, and, and so even it's just cause it's just one set. And so I found that oftentimes the shorts I was getting were much more interesting than the features because the features, a Canadian feature Canadian feature financing is just so difficult mm. and the budget's so low that sometimes, you know, they're just, they're just writing homes. They're just writing very basic right. stuff. They're writing what they can afford. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you're not getting the like more wilder kind of fun sets. And so, you know, and I had tried music videos and I tried commercials and I didn't, I do them occasionally, but I didn't enjoy them as much. Um, and so I, that would have been a good way to, but I really didn't like commercials and music videos I did, but the hours are kind of Ugh, absurd no. and, uh, yeah, it just wasn't for me. Um, and, uh, yeah. So anyway, I mean, I would do shorts as my practice and that was, but also like, so, so I still have shorts listed on my website because I'm proud of them. Like, I think like, you know, yeah. they were fun. And they're they, beautifully they done. Experiences. You should put them on there. By the way, yeah, your, like, your website, which is your name.com, I believe, like, which I, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's beautifully done, your website, by the way. I love it. Oh, so thanks. clean. I, I'm and, and, and like, it. No, I love it. Um, but yeah, but. and and on there, I, I think it's great that you keep the short. I would definitely keep them on there. I mean, you, you've yeah, got beautiful I mean, I work in there. Yeah, I them in a different section, but then people don't look at them. And just like, I will, because of the Canadian stuff, uh, the only time you get to do period is really on short because mm. they can't afford to do a full period film. Like, you know, uh, luckily, you know, sometimes I wish I was in the UK because I would get to do period more. Well, that's all they do. You'd be doing Emma, you'd be doing Emma and Sense and Sensibility every other year. <laughs> Yeah, I remember um, this one uh, guy who had moved to Canada and he sent me his portfolio and he, was, he moved from the UK and his portfolio was all period stuff. And I was like, it was all graphics, but it was period stuff. And I was like, I was like, this is a great portfolio. The problem though, is that we don't even do this type of work most of the time. So I feel like you need to add a little bit more contemporary in here because he was just asking for advice about Mm. portfolio or whatever and i just like was like just add a bit more contemporary in there maybe a little sci-fi if you have it but like only because it was all period and all i was period. like i just know that people are going to look at it and not realize what he can actually do right. like what he's capable of right but yeah it was just like everywhere you go like it's just there's different specialties of like what that production center does right. and uh yeah but anyway uh i digressed <laughs> um Try to remember. Oh yeah, shorts. Like, but like I did, I did a short called Liampa that I've just I loved. I mean, it's not a perfect thing because we had very little money, but um, I really loved doing it. It was like uh, trying to be like turn of the century vibes, but like in the Tarkovsky esque like hmm. 
realm of um, the look of it. And, I, you know, how often do I get to, like, texture a wall and, like, make it feel like it's falling apart or, like, right. because the whole it's... thing was, like, it's super philosophical. Like, the room was supposed to be dying as the character dies. I mean, and, and you have it gives you probably such opportunity, like you were saying, to just focus in. Like, focus yeah. on really what this is. And because, as we were saying before, like, sometimes it's a throwaway set and you're like, this is what it is. I, we don't have time. I'm going to make the yeah. best decisions I can. But when you get the time and the focus there, it's so great. It's so yeah. great. Yeah. And it's like, even if you don't have the money, you can really try to do something visually interesting. And for me, that was part of it. It was like exercising my brain of how can I still make this interesting, even though I don't have all the money in the world yeah. to do it. And uh, but because as long as you have time, which is what you generally have with shorts is you have time at home to sort it out, to figure it out. You don't necessarily have all that much pre actual prep time on the, like at the location, but you have more time, um, than you will on a feature or whatever. And uh, you, you've been nominated for awards and won awards for, was patient was a short film in, oh, yeah, in 2009. Yeah. The LA... Uh, that was a short we did, yeah. LA, was Mo LA Movie Awards. And then in 2015, 2014, Directors Guild of Canada for the short film Vox and the short film The Day Santa Didn't Come, which I should have tried to get that one. That sounds interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one was fun. I love The Day Santa Didn't Come because that one was shot... Um, that one was shot in uh, my hometown. Uh, in, in Welland, Ontario, and it was like, and it was period. Well, it was period. It was like eighties, um, mid eighties. I can't remember, but it was it was eighties eighties Welland, which is like where that's my childhood. So like, <laughs> you know, I was like, I was I I feel so strongly about that one because I was like, I know it looks right. Like it looks that's it looks awesome. Like oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Um, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, the, but the, so we went for DGC. We just what we won the uh, what is it like the team award, the short film team award or whatever, with uh, Patient and uh, there was another film, but that won some kind of award. Um, but yeah, with Patient, it, that was a short film we did, and it was early on. Like I did that a while back, and it, it we had to do basically a full build. And considering how little I knew at the time of what we were doing. I just wanted to make sure it still looked like a chain thing. I look back and I'm like, whoa, I would not do that again. It doesn't look good to me. But for the time and for the amount of money and, you know, for everything we did, I'm still very proud of it because, like, well, yeah, yeah, we had to build a counter. We had to build all the walls. We had to, you know, we had to build build everything. We, well, yeah, we kept man, existing windows. But man and woman exterior, at a coffee shop meet for the first time at an awkward date. <laughs> yeah. And it was, but it, yeah, it was violent. So we had to build it because we had to put blood everywhere and stuff. Oh. And it was just a thing. And the, but the space they gave us was like an unfinished space, but we were able to use the window to the street at least, but everything else would have to be built. Do you? So we did that. Do you, like I, probably everyone is different for the, sh for short, but what is the prep shoot wrap type deal on that? Um, Depends on what it is. Like, you mean for like uh, do you get like okay we got like three weeks prep it's gonna shoot for a week and then we wrap like three days over oh, shorts yeah. yeah I mean generally yeah like I would uh, you know I do less prep now that I'm older like because I I can do things quicker now I know what I'm doing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah like back then it was just like learning everything but I'm so happy that I learned on shorts like like 
I would rather it's better than learning on on uh, you know features and stuff when you're able to make mistakes in front of more people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, but but no, I uh, back then I remember there was a short I did. I think it was called Green, or or was it chili and cheese? I can't remember, but, and I did four weeks of prep just at home because it was mostly teaching myself about clearances and product, uh, product placement. Um, and it was like in a convenience store. Mm. And so we had to deal with products and that were all going to be very much shown anyway. And so that was wild, but, um, yeah. So, and then you would shoot for about a week or like some, some of them are four days. Some of them, uh, you know, first, uh, you know, most of them are about a week, like or less. Oh, yeah, four to four to seven days, I would say. Oh, First, well, four to five days. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then well, wrap is depending on is dependent on what it is you you've done to the set. So yeah, it can be a week. Yeah. yeah, it can be like a day. It, yeah. you know, it all depends. So and poor designers really have gotten. I think designers really, they're like, oh yeah, they're done. The actors have like said their last word get out of here like, <laughs> like oh yeah what do you do it like there's nothing to design get out of here like they don't oh, you yeah. don't really have to wrap much you're not in charge of like the stock or like which is nice yeah. you don't have to do that shit work that we all have to do but like yeah you kind of get bummed like on the wrap <laughs> yeah yeah like well luckily like on the sh on the shorts i was able i just was in it i was just involved in all of it but on the features yeah i get like a day well i used to get no wrap and now yeah. uh i negotiate one day for sure like it's like i'm not doing your show unless you give me yeah. one day to get yeah. out like yeah i gotta get my it. shit out you gotta pay me to get my shit yeah out. <laughs> i'm like well because otherwise i was spending like because everyone always had questions and, and petty like, cash and like you got shit to do yeah. like yeah yeah yeah. So I, I otherwise I was doing like two free days often. So I was uh, often I'll do like two to three days wrap. But now I'm just like demanding one at least just to get my office stuff out and deal with my receipts. Yeah. And then yeah, but I'll I'll ask for more once I know what whether they actually need me for for wrap or whether I'm like immediately going on to another show. So that's another thing. <laughs> the um the feature that you did a space between. That looks oh yeah yeah sweet. <laughs> Yeah, it was a really sweet little little project. That one was uh, shot in Guelph, which is like a very uh, agricultural area. Mm. Uh, beautiful, look beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a fun little thing because it was really weird. That one was really strange because like you know you get to work with people sometimes that you grew up watching, and that always is like a weird thing. It's always like, weird. The director was the Pink Power Ranger, like more right. you know mighty. And it was her, her first time directing, that was right? Her, yeah, yeah, that was her. She had done some shorts, and then this was her first feature. And so, yeah, that was interesting. And, like, because I, I had her, you know, on my wall growing up. Like, she, you know, she was, like, a poster on my wall. And, that is really You know, uh, I was obsessed with the Power Rangers growing up. Amy Jo so, Johnson is who was. Amy Jo Johnson, yeah. yeah. And uh, so that was interesting. And, you know, and then the Blue Power Ranger showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Reunion. <laughs> they're still friends. So he was, like, helping us with, like, um, he was helping the set tech team. And, like, because he, he just wanted to get in there. And 
and help oh, because so he was great. best friends with with Amy Joe, and I was just like, this is like wild. Wouldn't it be great if like she only wore pink and he only wore blue, or like <laughs> well, he wore a blue t-shirt that day because he just knows how we feel about. Oh my god, that's great! Like, and, and yeah, it was like really funny. Like, lean in, dude. Lean in. <laughs> well, they, they both they both totally lean in. They do all the like you know Comic Con like stuff. Like they do all those shows. They're those, probably like, making tons of money off of it still. Yeah, well, like and and then she moved. She she's here because she did this Canadian show called Flashpoint. And she, well, I think and she had uh, married a Canadian. I think at one point. Um, but yeah. And so she's done her Canadian shows and knows the deal, but she still leans into the Power uh, to the Power Rangers, which is good. Like, I think it's like, yeah, you did it. It's awesome. Yeah, you got it. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a, when I was on Bones, we did a comic uh, store, and the actor had previously been on the show Angel. And so oh, yeah. I had gotten all this product placement um, comic books, and they had given me some Angel comic books. And I, so I put them, like, front front like like the first one because i was like oh he'll probably like that that's cool and he did not <laughs> oh no he did not like that um and wouldn't come back to set till they were gone <laughs> he's he oh, just oh. didn't want to be a part of that anymore that was something that you know he was done with and yeah 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 so uh, well, it's always like a balancing act of like yeah, whether they're comfortable with it or whether they're not. Like, yeah. you know, right now I'm working with someone who uh, was very successful <laughs> and, uh, on a show in the 90s. I can't say who it is yet. Um, yeah. Well, actually, no, I said I was on Tomboy. Screw it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was Bruce McCullough or whatever. And he was, you know, very successful on Kids in the Hall. Right. And, uh, but, yeah, like, okay, I'm not going to bring up Kids in the Hall because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're about to do another. I mean, that was such show. a good show. I don't know oh, why. Brilliant show. But like, it's the best. I love that show. And like, Angel was like huge. That's how he got bones. Like, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. But like, you never know how they feel about bringing it up in the work situation. So it's like, yeah. but luckily, like with Amy Joe, it was like she would bring up Power Rangers. So I was like, oh great. <laughs> you oh. know, I don't have to worry about it. I like that. Yeah. Um. Now the real thing that you you've got this whole career. You're working with rap. You're doing all these shorts. You're production designing. And yeah. you have a highly successful niche of art departmental. Like, how did you just, like, start that up? Yeah. I mean, I never thought it would be, like, I never thought people would see it. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, I thought people would see it. But just, like, I don't know what I thought. I, originally, it was supposed to be... Well, I don't remember the exact, like, it's hard to remember now because it was, like, 11 years ago. But, it, uh, yeah, like, in 2009, like I said, so Toronto was in a really rough patch um, before 2010. And we kind of were hitting rock bottom after the uh, 2008 recession. And uh, at that point, I, I remember being, I was younger, like, you know, I was young enough. And I, I remember thinking, oh, it's because I'm not skilled enough. I'm not, like, I don't know what I'm doing enough yet, so that's why I'm not getting work when I can look back now and be like, nobody was working. It was really tough. Yeah. <laughs> it was really rough. Here. You're so hard on yourself. <laughs> was like, but I really blamed myself for all of it. I was because I, I, it's just the way I am. If I'm not working, it's all my fault. I did well, all the things I, wrong. Yeah. I did everything wrong. Oh, I think that's and all so, of our inner voices in this little world. Yeah. 
And so at the time, I just remember thinking, well, I just have to, you know, I have to learn more. I have to know more. I've got to, I've got to take it upon myself to learn everything. And so then I, and I was talking to my, my boyfriend at the time and he was like, well, first things first, you really should put your, put up a website. Cause this was like a brand new thing that everyone yeah. was doing was put up a website. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but I feel weird about that because it was just after like, you know, when, uh, like I grew up you weren't supposed to have your real name as your email, you know? Right. Like it was right. Like you'd put in this phony, you know, email or like there was still a weirdness of putting yourself out there um, for the public, for strangers on the internet. Right. But now that's totally the opposite. You're like, I'll tell you everything. everything. <laughs> yeah. My whole, here's my whole life on a silver platter. I'm yeah. giving it to you. You know, Facebook has access to all things. <laughs> so, and Google. Um, but that being said, so back then I was way more shy about it. And so it was supposed to, he was like, well, you should put your work up on a website. And so I was like, oh yeah, okay. But then I did it. I, I created this WordPress, like the free version website. And I was like, I feel weird about this. I don't like it. It feels uncomfortable to put my work online. And then it turned out so I and, and at the same time I created an art department Facebook group because I couldn't find one and I did that and it, I called it Toronto art department and or something like it something like that and it turned out that just everybody from all over the world just started joining it and I was like oh okay <laughs> cool <laughs> like I didn't know what I was doing but I was like oh well if everyone from all over is gonna join it then why don't I take Toronto so I did I took out Toronto and I just called it art department film and tv industry and I, I haven't changed it since um but because I just was looking at the stats and there were more people from the UK than there were from Toronto and I was like okay so but the, the Facebook group was there because originally I was trying to find every single production design article, every single set decorating thing, every single, like everything art, even remotely art department related that I could put somewhere. So I, I was like, okay, I'm going to put it in the Facebook group. But then like, as I played with Facebook groups, I was like, well, this isn't the really the right place because you can't organize it and right. you can't organize information. And then I had a spreadsheet. So then I, I created a spreadsheet on Excel. <laughs> and then I was like, this is still really difficult to maneuver. And like, how do I, how do I put the topics together? Like without having a million tabs yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and so then it like, it was like, well, I have this website that I don't even enjoy using, <laughs> that I don't feel comfortable putting my work up on. So then I threw everything in there and I, and I remember I had been doing, actually I was doing patient. I was doing that one that we got an award for and my, I had my boyfriend told me to we were looking for crew and it was such a low budget thing. I remember putting something on um, Facebook and I said art departmental help. No, like not mental help, art departmental, like, yeah. you know, like something like this. And it became a thing and, and every, you know, people chuckled. And now, I, you know, now like considering um, I try to not use any ableist language. And so but that is where it originally came from is like the playoff words or whatever oh yeah and uh yeah I mean I always when I first saw it and like followed and whatever I was like oh this is like because we're all mental and this is right she's right like this is, <laughs> well because like you, in order to put yourself under that kind of stress and pressure yeah and whatever I'm am I am I off like in some way but now I'm like 
I, I changed it. I don't put it that way. I know that that can be offensive to some people. And I like, I took out all ableist language, but at the same, but you know, that is where truth, like that is where it came from was like this. I was asking for help on a, on a film and uh, I said, are you star departmental? And people were laughing because they thought I'm, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, and so, um, and this was like 2008 or 2009 that I did that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then so I just thought, oh, okay, I'll take that. I was like, I want it to say art department in some way. I'll just put art departmental. And um, that worked. And, you know, I didn't, I still was just doing it to organize stuff because I thought, oh, if I find pretty artwork that I really love, then I'm going to put it in a post. And if I find like work that I really love, I'm going to put it in a post. Like, and that became like, it's it's all funny now because it all sounds really offensive to me now in 2000 um th- like that i called things certain things like i called it art porn and i called it but design porn was oh, such a like, popular thing at the time and so i called like all those post-production design porn but now it's like if i post anything like that facebook will take it down you, you know oh, uh yeah. no i know you know and people would report it as offensive and i'm like i totally get that i actually like i I'm in the process of changing all the titles, but I'm working on it. Uh, it's about halfway done, but, but yeah, anyhow, we used to, so I used to like put everything into those categories, but those took off. Um, like those product early production design porn posts did well yeah. and I didn't expect them to, but they did. And, um, and you know, I did some early posts about how to tie up stuff in a truck, you know, in the back of a truck, like a cube truck. No, I, I mean, I don't even know how I, when I started following, I was like, oh, this is so behind the scenes. Like, this is yeah. so great. Like, just showing, like, if it was a truck or your new office or here's my new space or, you know, little things right. like that of like, oh, she's really like letting in of what's going on here. And I always thought I always appreciated it and have been like, oh, it's a little inside look. And I think you got in really early, which. Yeah which was like yeah like I was just googling and googling like trying to find stuff and I couldn't find anything and then I felt like I was like oh are people like hiding the information because also I had I, I know that in Toronto at the time because things there was scarcity of work well there was a writer's not... strike in uh 2009 so that's uh... yeah there was the writer's strike yeah and then there was an actor strike yeah uh, I don't know if that was just Canadian actors or what but we had a sh- we had two strikes very close together mm. and it kind of decimated us we had one show going at one point that was Good. it like for the year or like or something it was just it was really bad people lost their homes it was really bad mm. um and so but but me not knowing what it was like even for people far higher up than me I would blame myself but also uh you know I just thought I could do more I can google more I can like find out but then I also thought when I would ask around for help, for advice, people were not as willing to give it at the time because mm. they didn't want to help people bring come up and because there wasn't much work. They were like, well, why am I yeah. going to help this young person out yeah. when I work, you know? And I, I do get it. I see it sometimes when there's lack of work in certain areas um, because like I, I, you know, because of our departmental, I tend to pay attention to what's going on in all the production centers really. Um, you know, and there, there's times where there's just as much work and, you know, and people don't want to be as helpful. And I, I understand everyone's trying to protect themselves and their, and the people they employ totally get it. So at the time, nobody was really willing to help me. And so I, like, I just took it upon myself to start Googling and there was nothing. And then that made me kind of like, I've always just been that person where 
if I can't find it, then I'm just going to create it because screw that. You're not going to keep me down. Which is genius. So, Which is genius. And that's how things come about because of necessity and or curiosity. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way you've been able to just keep it going for like 11 years is amazing. Like, do you well, do the there website? Were years where, there were definitely years I didn't like keep it up as well as I should have. And I, and I just always felt so bad about it. I even like, I'm working like now and I, and well, and with the pandemic, I felt bad that I wasn't working during the pandemic, but I was just in such a rough, like, I was yeah. just like, this, this is the end of the world. The world's on fire. Like I was like, just like, binge eating and watching keeping up with the kardashians <laughs> <laughs> and then and then eventually i started watching the good movies but, but beyond go. that i've had a really hard to write during that period and so i just put up a couple posts but like there's other times where i'm working and on the weekend i'm just like so motivated to just put something up there because i'm in it like yeah. when you're in it you're really passionate about it and you're like oh you know my trainee didn't know about this little thing so i gotta update the site and get this going right like so like the glossary came up uh, because, you know, people would ask about some things like, I remember like this beginner set dresser asking me what creaking was. And I was like, oh yeah. And then I looked up creaking to see what was up online. And there was like almost nothing at the time. And like, and then the def like other things like that, where it was like, why do we not have these basic words up in some kind of glossary that's made for us? It's genius. The, the, the glossary terms are genius. Because there are there are so much lingo that we have in our little mental world. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. And it's like a lot of it is taken from other industries that we brought into ours. But at the same time, it's like not everyone's worked at a graphic design firm. Not everyone's worked at an interior design firm. Like, so, so you know, like... I think my trainee didn't know what skinning was. Oh, we're going to skin, we're going to use the skin on the, like, and it, like skinning the walls or whatever. And uh, they didn't, you know, so I'm like, okay, let's put that term. I, I have like post-its sometimes at work <laughs> where I'm writing down words that I remember that like might not, that people might, might not understand when they're first entering or whatever. And, and stuff that I forget sometimes. I'm just like, there's all kinds of stuff. I always forget even like, there's still words I can add to the glossary. I'm always adding to it, but uh and yeah, I, I think I'm going to change the formatting. That's the thing too, because the worst part of doing this, like the art department stuff is easy if you can find the time to get it on, get it up on the site. So there's always stuff I have, like I have notebooks full of stuff that I still have to put up. But, um, and so I wish I had more time to do it. But then when I have the time, I'm just like depressed. Yeah, so. yeah. no, 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 I get it. I, I don't know how you've been able to maintain it so well for so long. I mean, because I, mean, I and this pandemic was like, okay. I got to stock up on some podcasts because when I yeah. start working again, then it's like when we start working, it's like, I don't have, I don't have five minutes and I don't know about you, but I'm not really good at social media, like to promote and everything. Like, it's just so endless to me. It's not like you yeah. could like schedule a week worth of posts and then you're like, phew, done with that. No. Yeah, no, Next you have to be week, on it. It's on it. You, you have to constantly post. You have to constantly tag. You have to constantly do all this shit. And it's like, it's so exhausting. I don't have time. So I know that I think in my little world, like, because I don't, I'm not at it. It's just like floating. I'm just floating. I'm not yeah. tethered to anything or any, getting attention or like, I was, I wanted to like, I should be tweeting in real time when you know that person's show is on and like keep you know 
Oh, fuck it. I don't yeah, have time, it, It's hard to keep up with it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm supposed to interview someone soon, and I haven't watched the show yet, but I really want to interview that person. So it's, uh, like, I've got to watch the show this weekend. Yeah. And, and then I have to find time to interview this person next week, and then, like, weekend, and then get it somehow up on the site before Emmy voting finishes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with like, you. I'm with you. It's always tough with the deadlines because I find that's actually the hardest part. I can keep up with almost everything else, but I find interviews are incredibly hard to keep up with. And um, especially uh, when it's deadlines like Emmy voting and with Oscar voting. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's yeah. hard. It's really hard. I And I'll have to say too, because you interviewed David Smith and I last year for our nomination on Veep. And when we were done talking with you, we both started texting each other like, that might have been the best, like, in-depth interview I've ever done. (laughs) Oh, good. We were both like, wow, that was, like, a really long, like, interesting interview. And, like, she asked us real questions. Like, we were like, oh, we feel good about that. That was fantastic. I know what to do because it's, like, it's used – what I really – find annoying is that oftentimes I understand that we're trying to uh well I say we uh it's weird because my we comes I work in the art department but I also am part of the PR machine right and so uh you know we have to promote these shows we got to get them out I want great shows to win to um you know I you got to get it out but you should for me for art departmental the point the entire point is to help people from the bottom get up get up there, learn the things they need to learn, learn the things that nobody's telling them because of God knows the many reasons people are busy. Of course, in in scarce environments, there's jealousy and there's different reasons why people won't tell you things. Um, But I I think people need to learn. And and if they can't learn from what what I'm putting up from the interview, then what's the point? But then there's other things, other, other sites that are, you know, larger, but they, they're, looking at a quantity model of like, they've just got to get all of the interview people out and they're not asking some people have not even necessarily seen the show. Uh, and I won't accept an interview unless I've seen the show. Um, it's it's more cookie cutter based on, they have to put it out. They have to, it's a factory and they just need to roll it out and they don't know what we do or how we do it, or they use all the wrong lingo and language. That is, that's, that's a huge point. Um, I'm glad you said that because we were saying too. Plus, I when they said, "Oh, uh, art departmental wants to do an interview," I was like, "I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in," because it's something yeah. from like when we do like a like a set decorator or if the art directors guild or someone like when it's someone in your sorry, it's my neighbor's hot rod. Um, <laughs> you can hear it when it's someone in your world. It's so much more exciting because you're like, "Oh, we could relate." You can relate to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 we were super thankful for that interview and it, it comes yeah, across well, in a lot of your interviews though. Like many, like interviews that I, for this interview <laughs> started to read all of your stuff and it's like, no, oh, you yeah. really get it. Like, and you're really, we're in it together. It's really great interviewing. Yeah. Well, cause I think it's very hard to like, I'm not an Emmy voter and I'm not a uh, Oscar voter, but I imagine I mean, how do you decide? And and really, well, voting is, is all a big, you it know, is. it's a popularity contest in some ways. Uh, but I mean, and the work is also very varied and different. But what are you just looking at it? And how do you know and uh, who to vote for until you really know what they did and how the, the struggles and like, 
something yeah. that looked great, but it could have came as is, you know, or, you know, yeah. you should, it could have been a location that you only changed the drapery. I don't know. Like, yeah. And, but and as, that's, I mean, but that's then again, it's too. like, if it works, it works. And so, yeah. but, but I like to just know, I like to know everything about how they got it done because that helps the youngest person uh, who reads my site, who's just in high school trying to figure it out, but they're interested, you know, or, but it also helps the older one saying, oh, well, I, I didn't do it that way. Maybe, oh, that's an interesting thing. Maybe I could do it like that or ask that question next time, you know, whatever. Like, you know, people, people find different things that they like uh, in the interviews, but I try to go as detailed as I can um, because it's, the site is not for the broad public. No. Although they do enjoy it, it's it's interesting because like the uh, the Umbrella Academy one I did, um, they have a really wild fan base, like growing fan base yeah. that really just loves the show, and they found it interesting. And I was like, oh, well, it's because it's pretty detailed and specific about what our industry and, and we yeah. use the lingo we use. But I find that the broad public doesn't turn them off. It, it, it's to, they find it fascinating they're like oh wow that's what it really is like yeah you know and even with veep like veep has its own fans and i you know they came to i i might have i can't remember where i posted but i posted it somewhere where veep fans would find it and and they did and you know it was like people uh with big little lies same thing like they oh, yeah. they loved the sets and they were like fascinated by that so i find sometimes uh, publications like Architectural Digest or Variety or Hollywood Reporter, they'll dump things down um, for various reasons and, and to keep the interview short. Um, but it's not helpful for the actual industry people because it's too broad or whatever. But I just think that you can go detailed, you can go deep, and people will still get it, and you're still going to get a great article for everybody. Um, I don't think it limits it to the niche. I think one of the things, too, with things like an Architectural Digest, a lot of times we are mislabeled. Our titles exactly. are mislabeled because the person interviewing us doesn't know our doesn't really know our world. They do their best and, and everything and I know it's confusing. I've been my parents don't know my title. Like Yeah. <laughs> so I get it, but the responsibility if yeah. you're gonna put this in print, you should know that I'm a set decorator and not a set designer. Yeah. And so that's always like our little, like in the Set Decorator Society, we have like Don Quixote of constant mislabeling of set decorators. So, yeah. yeah. Then that's just a little thing. It happens to designers all the time. They call art director, whatever. So. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, but but I do think that that they know. I do think that some of these publications do know our labels. Um, They do know the difference between a production designer and an art director and a set decorator. But I think that oftentimes I have found and just through my experience with our departmental that some of these publications mislabel us on purpose for the sake of SEO so that Google true yeah true and so this is part of it it's like they think that set design calling it set design instead of production design set design is a more widely searched term but I mean Google's on top of that I mean now Google is uh, changing it so that um, intent behind the search is more important and so I have found that it doesn't matter. You don't have to label things set design. But I wish Architectural Digest and other publications would stop doing that because I think it does damage to, does. to the profession well, to mislabel us. Because it's putting that word in there more than it should be, and then it's probably yeah. confusing the algorithm or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I, I my mind would My mind explodes when I start talking about SEO. Like, I'm so... Yeah. <laughs> 
I know. I can't stand it. I hate it. I just want to post something. I don't want to have to think like, oh, does that up in the upper? Where was this word? And like, did I use it five times? And like, it's that's why that's why two people look at my blog. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, I I I don't know. I don't know enough. I wish I don't either. Like, yeah, don't. I don't. I'm not that good at it, and I'm still figuring it out. But I mean, I've. Uh, but you have thousands. Like, you have, you have like eleven. You have eleven thousand followers on Twitter, and then oh damn it, I just had it up yeah. there. And then you got well, ten thousand followers on media. arts and on arts and permental. So you're doing yeah. it right. <laughs> I mean, but I, I I'm doing it right. But I I think it's just the amount of time I've been at it. But also, I'm much better at social media than I am at SEO. Yeah, um, we have like we have good numbers, like no question. Like, but. Um, you know, I could, I'm always looking at like how I could do better because my main thing is like not, it's not um, a vanity thing of like how much I have, but it's like how many people, like are the right people getting to the right article? Right. Like, are, because when I was younger, the articles may have existed, but I couldn't find them. Uh, so well, like, well, I think too, Googling because something. not, not many people yeah. go past the first page of Google. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like if it's not on that first page, yeah. oh, let's try again. Exactly. And like, it used to be that like, no matter what variety and Hollywood reporter and architectural digest would be on the top. But I think Google has changed it up a little bit. And and it's good because I think that people who who specialize in this kind of information should be, you know, you should be able to find their information because it's the correct information or at least closer to the correct information. I will admit I've made mistakes, too. I'm learning uh, as I go here, you know, but uh, as is everybody. But I mean, I think there's a better way. Uh, I just, I'm trying, I'm learning SEO. I'm, I'm learning to do it better. I am uh, trying, my, my main goal is just to get the information to the people who need it. And, and however I have to get that done, I try my best. I, but I mean, I'm still, I wish I could do more. I, I wish I, there was three of me, I, you know, oh, <laughs> like, I know. but I know. Um, you know, we try pretty hard. But. I think it's fantastic. I mean, the way you've been able to maintain it, as I said, and like, it's beautifully done. I mean, all of your pictures, like all of your, ch- like, all, I, I mean, as an art department person, it's just beautifully <laughs> done and easy to, it has a great flow. I don't like, so you're doing all of this. Like, how do you do this? <laughs> I mean, I, well, I have wicks and I'm whatever it, template they throw up. I'm like, I'm in, like, I don't know how to do any of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was so unhappy so you learned the, web design uh, somewhere a little bit here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I was so unhappy with the first, like I did everything wrong in the beginning. I, I did the free version of WordPress. I didn't have a self-hosted uh, WordPress. And that meant that, uh, you know, you can't even use Google Analytics if you use that. Right. So uh, you can't um, do SEO for the most part. Like you can, you can and you can't. Like if you know the, if you know how to do it you can try but like you can't use the plugins you can't use all the stuff that will help you make a better site you the, the themes are very limited in right. the free version right so i checked every single free theme back in the day like and i i didn't like any of them but they were all right they did they did what they did and then but as you know as the site grew so did web design web designs changed a lot and at some point around probably 2000 2014, 2015, I was just so unhappy with the site. 
So I barely was posting because I thought, I don't want people to see this ugly website. (laughs) I remember thinking that I was just like, I put up a great post and I was like, this is a great post that I really liked. And then I was like, but it's on this ugly website. And then I was like, I have to figure out how I changed this website because I couldn't figure out how I was just so like, with tech stuff, I just didn't know what I was doing. And then I um, moved to, I figured out that I was supposed to have a self-hosted website on WordPress. And that, yes, it costs more money per year, but it's worth it because you get all the, you know, all the fixes, you get all the plugins. And so then I did that and I looked into Squarespace at the time, decided I didn't like that. Wix wasn't as, I don't know if it, it probably existed, but I didn't really know about it at that time. Uh, and then eventually I decided enough was enough. 2017, I um, decided not to take on work because I had done a job, a few jobs in a row and I was exhausted. Mm. I did them back to back. And so I hadn't touched the site and I don't even know if I even touched it that year, barely. I still, I always kept up my social media and that I found easy. Yeah. I could do it on set bathroom, whatever I had to do, you know, I yeah. could get it up. But the, uh, but actually posting was difficult and I hated posting to that website because it was ugly. And then, yeah, so then I, I uh, took the site down. I think it was like February or March in 2017. And, you know, had I done, if I did that all over again, it would be, you know, different because I wouldn't even take it down. I, I know how to do it now where you can keep the site up, but then be building a brand new site on the side. Right. Um, but I didn't know how to do that then. So I took it all down and then I learned a lot during that period. And I was supposed to, I thought I could get it done in three months and no, that was not possible because I was so, I was a novice. I just did not know what I was doing. And then, so I didn't come back up until maybe July, 2017, something like that, end of June or end of July. And even then that was like a learning curve, but I had all these posts. I had canned all these posts that I had done and I was so proud of these posts. And, but I found a new theme because I was able to use the paid version. I could, I bought a theme mm. that was better. And I bought a theme that I felt like would work for the type of um, stuff we were doing. And then I just made adjustments to make sure that it matched the new branding. And I had a graphic designer in the UK help me because I still wanted to keep the circles that I had had on the original logo, but I didn't know how to do it. And I still like, even by itself, I'm like, still not, I still think there's another rebrand that'll happen in the next couple of years. But um, I thought for what we were doing and considering I was doing it all by myself, practically, I thought the branding worked. I want, I like the colors, you know, I just, I was like, okay, this is just going to have to work. I'm going to roll with like the colors largely used in Handmaid's Tale. (laughs) Well, that's, it's funny because your, your top thing right now is the, yeah, right now is the Handmaid's Tale thing. Cause whenever I like, you know, I, (laughs) I put that because it really matches my branding. (laughs) And so I'm just like, okay, that's, that's going to work for now. I do intend on redoing the website again and rebranding when I, I'm just going to put more money into it, but, uh, you know, it's nonprofit. We're not making any money. I tried ads earlier this year to see if I, how I felt about it. And yeah. I felt icky. I, well, at least with the ads that were there, it was like, I have to figure out how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is so all that like yeah. ad sense and you, you, you put stuff, I don't know how to yeah. do it. <laughs> and then like, I'm like, I tried ad sets at once and I didn't like that because they, I mean, you're making pennies. It's not even worth yeah, uh, yeah. annoying the public for. 
So I just, I tried this other thing that you made a bit more money because like I want the site to pay for itself so I can hire writers. I can hire someone to deal with the SEO. I could hire, you know, just hire someone to take care of this. Yeah. Um, Because as it grows, there's more to take care of. And every year we're growing and it's just like scary because I know there's a point. It's like even with newsletters, you know, the more newsletter subscribers you have, the more you have to pay for it. And, you know, and so then it's like, okay, I've got to get to a point where the site is like self-sufficient and I'm figuring that out because ads are new for me and I don't know what I'm doing with it. And so now I'm figuring that out. That's like a new thing. And, um, I took ads off the site during the pandemic. I didn't think it was worth it. And, you know, um, whatever, I'll wait until I have time in like maybe January again, because that's the thing. It's slow in winter here. Right. And uh, it, like every time it's winter, it's like from mid December till to like, you know, mid February, March. But that's uh, like Oscar time. That's when you're busy. And that's Oscar's time. And yeah. that's why I tend to be able to get things up during that time. Mm-hmm. Or at least I try. This year was tough because I had a million. This was the worst year ever just because I had uh, all kinds of stuff happen. But um <laughs> I'm not, like I'm hoping well, we'll see even what Oscar season looks like this year. Oh, I know. I think it's going to be so yeah. interesting. I, I mean, what just Tenet is going to win everything just because it's Christopher Nolan is the only person because <laughs> he let it out in the AMC theaters where you can buy a ticket yeah. in the U.S. for fifteen cents. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so I'm like, what is even going to get nominated? Like, what are we looking at here? So, so that should be interesting. I don't know what Oscar season. I think they're holding like. everything till December, or like really like last minute, November, December. Yeah. I think that they'll let out some stuff. I, but I feel as part of like the like that movie industry, I don't hardly ever even see movies anymore, and that's not. I mean, yeah. it's just I don't know. The last thing I saw in the theaters was Star Wars. <laughs> In January. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> and then, I, like, I don't know I when try, I'll be back. I try to keep up with it, and I'm, I, but like, mostly because I'm, obs- I'm just obsessed, but um, with movies. But I, um, I used to get to go to all the like, screeners, or the like, the oh, previews right. and everything, and they would like a Q and A with the actors. Like that was like yes. my jam. That was like Tuesday night. Like I had a schedule whenever they had the screeners, and then I had. Right babies and i can't do anything <laughs> oh yeah well that, i mean that's it it's like it's all based on the amount of time you have when you're off it's like yeah. right now i'm kind of lucky that i don't have a lot i mean i have a personal life but like it's not crazy busy uh it's um you know i you know i don't have kids so that's easy yeah. uh i'm able to to just keep up with stuff for the most part but i don't get much of a life outside like well, none i mean of us i do. have i mean these but it's like but it's always funny when a producer, like, you know, you make friends with the producer or the director or whatever, and they're like, oh, so, like, what do you, like, what do you do on weekends or whatever? Like, yeah, I work on my work. Like, I work yeah. on a blog about my work. Yeah. That's my, <laughs> that's my biggest hobby. I'm a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I watch movies so that I can talk yeah. about them on my blog. And then, and then, and by the way, yeah. can I interview you? That's been my recently of, like, people I know, like, hey, so. Yeah cool hey did you, you want to be on my podcast like do you want to do this and they're yeah. like like a lot of people are like no and i'm like i know it'd be so weird be so weird just to talk to you for like you know two hours yeah. it'd be so weird uh yeah. yeah but it is it's a it's a good obsession to have because it's a passion it, you yeah know, you have a passion yeah, i mean i always like when i wasn't doing it i found every time i wasn't doing it i was unhappy like and it's weird because i felt like i was 
shirking my responsibility, even though it's not a responsibility, I don't have to be here doing this. But when you end up growing a following, you just feel like, well, they followed me because they thought they were getting one thing. Yeah. And I feel like I have to deliver constantly. (laughs) But at the same time, I still need to be a human being. And so I will post just about anything. You know, I don't limit myself uh, so much. I mean, I'm a little bit. I mean, it's interesting. The pandemic's been hard. It's like, how much do you talk about politics? How much do you take it away? about it? It's a touchy thing. But um, I try, like, I I also have to be a human being or I won't post. So it's like, I have to say, like, hey, I just, you know, bought this thing I'm really happy about. Or like, hey, I'm doing a face mask tonight. Here I am. Right, right. Started my face mask, (laughs) whatever. I'll post anything because I'm just like, it's better to hear from me and know that I'm alive and not like, oh, yeah. You know, just saying, hey, screw you guys. I don't care that you guys are following. you know, so I try to post and I do try to at least if I've posted too much personal stuff, I try to throw something in there that is super relevant and makes sense. And, uh, you know, but I just I don't know. I, it's hard because you're always struggling to look. What's my content this week? What am I posting? Yeah. Like, I don't I haven't been uh, updating our tormental that much. And uh, but I it is. About it's it, just so. a constant. That's what it but it's our own. um milestones it's our own you know things that we are doing and the responsibility you were saying but it's our own pressure that we're putting on ourselves we don't actually have deadlines for this yeah well i mean i feel like i always have deadlines with the pr people but it's like you know it's like super difficult but other than that um yeah it's like certainly our own pressures of like like if I don't get a certain amount of posts up, I'm like, well, I was very, I was a failure this this month or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah, and, I know. Well, yeah. and listen, I started this, put out five episodes, got pregnant. No, did I get pregnant then? Uh, got pregnant, and the end working. It was the last season of right. like, yeah. So I only did five episodes the first like year it was on, and then only since last June have I been able to like maintain it as like you know. And some months I only did one, and and a lot of interviews I broke up into two because I was like I don't know yeah. if people listen that long, which they are, which is great, thank you. And then yeah. you know breaking it up, I thought well at least then I get two episodes. <laughs> yeah, but absolutely whatever work I don't know that's just how I've been able to maintain it. But it is a pressure of like no, I've been doing four episodes. What if I cut back down to two? Or I don't, I don't want people to get pissed. And I'm like, who's getting pissed? I'm getting pissed at myself. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, totally. I find like, if pe- although I, I find people will get pissed off, but it's the stuff that you never ever think about. It's like weird stuff. It's you know, I'm just like I used, you know, um, maybe I use word one word instead of another word, and then you'll get a letter about it. Or, you know, and it's just like, really? I don't have time for this. Yeah. I, it takes everything just to, to get, get it out there, dude. Just let me have like, it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, really? Okay. I'll adjust that. You know, now, I mean, I don't, I actually don't mind like the corrections. Like, absolutely. As long as you're constructive. But if you're rude, I don't, I'm not having it. Yeah. No, <laughs> no good. Uh, I'm just like, I'm doing this for free. This is my hobby. This is like something I'm doing. But like, and I, I'll put the pressure on myself. But like, I, yeah, it's interesting of like, yeah, what people will complain about. <laughs> well, I I gotta say, I've been a fan for 
a long time. I feel like I've been following you for years. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's I all mean, gone so fast. But I do feel like I've been. I could just because it was a little neat, a little window into our world that someone was putting out there. I really enjoyed it, and yeah. I think it's. I mean, the rebranding, and everything. I was like, oh, they got some money over there. Look, they're all cool, and they got like. <laughs> so I know, like, you fooled me, like, man. I thought you were like. like I thought you no, were going to tell me, yeah, you know, I handed it over to this graphic designer and he's been doing all of this and like, yeah, I thought no. you were going to tell me a whole different story. I am so thoroughly impressed that you're still doing all of this. It's amazing. Yeah. And working. That's crazy. Well, it's, it's, it's really hard to do when I'm working, but it's like, I'll try to take those breaks and, and do stuff on the site when I can. And then because I'm lucky that winter is tends to be dead here because then I work on the show. Mm. Well, I mean, not on the show, you know, work on the site. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I have people, um, I've had interns and they've been good. Uh, I do that occasionally, uh, only if you're a student, like follow all the laws and the rules. But, uh, you know, and even then, though, it's just like, doing our research or putting together a little social media image or something that they'll do for me occasionally but even then it's like very limited um but yeah i i wish i want to get to the point in the next year or two where i'm hiring a writer <laughs> to help yeah. because there's definitely i have lists of posts that i really want on the site that would be super helpful and i just don't have the time to do it so I don't mind I, the interviews. I feel strongly I've got to do them because I know what I what I want to read right. I, when I read an interview, and I want the details. I want to know how did you do it, and it's not just the why. Because a lot of times, designers, especially production designers, especially, will have these pre-canned responses of how they did it or why they did it or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, okay, but how did you work with your supervising art director or your whatever to get that done? And, you know, like I like to know how the 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 meat of it, like what what was happening behind the scenes to get that done, and not just the I, you know, the look of it, right? Not just the look of it, right? Yeah, no, but I'm the with function. You. I'm with you. That's why, like, when I when I get to interview people who have done movies that have like influenced like older movies, like Jane Muskie was like Raising yeah. Arizona, and like, and I was just like. So, yeah. can you just tell me uh, how did you come up with the wallpaper? Like, like yes. <laughs> I yep. just and I feel like such a dork, but I really want to know yep. like what was that? And if it's, it was just a throwaway idea, that's something, but influenced someone, yeah. you know, like, I, and I want people to know how much their work is appreciated too. And I think I think with yeah, your site I've, too, you're just appreciating our work and our oh, craft. Yeah. Because and it's like, you. I think. Uh, like I, the way I look at it is I have various priorities with the site and the first one is teaching like the younger folks how to like at least having a base of somewhere to learn from but the second one and and even though well and I wouldn't I, I you know what I would say that maybe they're both tied but celebrating just celebrating what we do because oftentimes we are not the ones being celebrated right uh, now right here we get <laughs> Now, uh, you know, and uh, props people will say, no, we don't even get any recognition. And I'm like, absolutely. I totally hear you. Uh, I, I know, like not, you don't have to get celebrated, but uh, when I, I found it frustrating that so many times cinematographers or, um, you know, other keys would get the credit for I mean, the lighting can be fantastic, but what are they looking at? What are they lighting? And what are you lighting? People think, 
you know, people think it's all as is. And it's like, like even with Baroness, I found that so many people thought that we just walked into the locations that we yeah. And I was just like, you don't even know yeah, the no. work we put in yeah. to get it where it got. Like so many empty spaces, so many things that that were absolutely nothing when we before we got there. And uh, but people just assume it's so such a realistic in some ways. And some of the sketches, some of them look so realistic that you know they just don't know. They don't oh, know. Yeah. Well, that's always but, a compliment too. That's always like, oh, yeah, I thought you filmed yeah. that in the hospital. No, that was an empty room. And like, yeah, no. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, 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 uh, I, I do, I do take it as a compliment and, uh, but I mean, I think for other people it's like, uh, I have always found that I would like when I was first doing this Googling in like 2008, 2009, that I did see so many times where people were saying, Oh, that's amazing cinematography. And I would look at it and I'd be like, but it's flat light and the camera's still not doing anything but everything in the scene is all production design and like that's why it's stunning right um and so anyway and then that was part of it it was just like okay let's like celebrate the best work like let's celebrate great work let's celebrate all the production design yeah. <laughs> you know because like uh that was the other thing is like over the years just making sure that i put uh other voices too because it's not not just the west anderson it's not just like you know like that kind of work but but also uh beautiful work beautiful contemporary work you know um so often we're celebrating the fantasy and the period and whatever and and not looking at con great contemporary work which is actually quite hard to make it look like a real person's home or whatever you know? i hate doing people's homes yeah <laughs> i hate doing, I know. <laughs> hate doing I i'm actually like, really bad at, i think i'm really bad at homes uh, give me like oh, yeah. you know anything else and i'm in but like homes is like yeah. oh i don't know what are they gonna have are they messy are they not messy? would they have a maid do they is that gonna read if they were clean or is they spooked? i don't know you get yeah. so into it but yeah, yeah. no contemporary is hard and i think contemporary is really important years later when somebody's looking for research and they want to go yes. back to your film yeah. and see like well Absolutely. what was the 90s really like and you're like oh yeah was that it well, or were they reaching <laughs> yeah well it's it's very funny because you know every time we try to do period and you have people um i feel like jack fisk talked about this but um mm -hmm. where you have people just put from the year or the year before like set decorations from if it's 1975 then it's all 1975 and all 1974 furniture it's like what was this like a uh what kind of home buys all of their furniture all that year <laughs> yeah <I> know. <laughs> you know uh in all likelihood it's staggered from various years for the from the past two decades yeah you know um yeah. and so that yeah that's always funny um but yeah it's like as long as it's if it's good contemporary work and it has personality and it has little bits of everything and you know then people in the future will look back i you know what i've been doing lately is uh it's so funny but i know that obviously so many movies are going to take place during the pan pandemic yeah. or whatever oh my god yeah like they're like later it'll they'll, they'll be like oh the, the pandemic times and i've been taking so many photographs of all the signage of all That's the ways so that smart. They're, That's yeah so smart. like just the way everything's been divided the like stickers on the ground the like everything because i know that in the future i'm probably gonna have to do a movie oh, that yeah. takes place during this time uh, probably a couple of them <laughs> yeah yeah more than one certainly because it's like when the world was on fire exactly. you know when like all of a sudden there's like five volcano movies come out at yes, the same time exactly. or or yeah. used to be 
But yeah, once it'll catch like all the like the nine eleven films that came out and exactly yeah, yeah. And it'll, it'll, it'll it'll we're living through like a topic. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, and it's like wasn't Rose so incredibly sweet and so informative in describing her journey to become a designer. So interesting to hear how the workflow has been going in Canada in the past years. I just always think it's busy up there. Because I guess I hear like, oh, it went to Canada, went to Canada, went to Vancouver, went to Montreal. Like, oh, they're working in Canada. Um, but I think, well, my theory is, is that Canada got smart in the last decade and stopped being cheaper. And so maybe they don't get as much. I don't know. That's just my little theory. I don't know. If you haven't seen the art departmental site, www.artdepartmental.com, um, you live under a rock. The glossary alone is something that is so informative and funny because how we have adapted our own little language in our design world. It's really fascinating. She's so giving of how she wants to share and grow our community. I really find her admirable. So I'm very thankful that she was able to speak with me. I gotta tell you, you really liked hearing Jeff Rosenberg in that last episode. So thank you to so many people who downloaded it. Thank you for listening, reviewing, and rating, because it really does make a difference. So please click, click, clickety click, uh, one, two, three, four, five, little stars, and review if you got a minute. Thank you. November, I'm bringing it back to basics. So funny. It's like the most downloaded episode that I have of this podcast is the first one. And it kind of sucks because <laughs> I'm so nervous and I'm rambling and I'm talking fast and I'm not comfortable at all. So <laughs> uh, it's not great. I don't know. I went back and listened to it. But that's what people listen to to judge this whole show, which kind of sucks. But anyway, I'm going to do an episode one do-over try to get that uh up in our next episode and then following that i do an episode of the positions in the art department and set deck construction and props you're going to need to pay attention to that one because i break it all down into what everybody does everybody's responsibility and what they don't do so look forward to that in november i hope you got an earful i'm kim wanna for decorating pages Floating in the fall on your Stogie Floaty. Stogie Floaty Luxury Pool Float. Available now on Amazon, Etsy, and StogieFloaty.com.